Recently we, we discussed how small we are. If we try to find out where we belong in this gigantic universe of geography and history, if we look at our contribution to the world over the course of history, so we can't anticipate really doing anything which will be read in the history book later on. The chances are slim. Um, because there are a lot of people out there and the kind of space we occupy is extremely small. We did this when we were doing our spatial orientation and we imagined ourselves flying way above the room that we're sitting and as we went further and further away, as the world got bigger, we became smaller until when we hit a kilometer above the Earth's surface, so we kind of disappeared into nothingness and the world expanded and expanded and therefore if we actually try to measure ourselves, our standing in this universe is very, very slim small, tiny. And that can be quite a disheartening thought. Because on the other hand, there's... Uh, this, is what I, this is how it began. I was listening to um, a shir, and the person said the following thing, and I want you to listen carefully to what he said. He said, he was at a shiva brachas, and there was a man that got up, looking extremely religious, all the trappings of religiosity, and he quoted a Masilis Yasharim. And it says in Masilis Yasharim that uh, quotes a Medrash that Akkadish Bokhu takes Adam Arishain and he w- walks him around Gan Eden and he says. Reyes Maise Loikim, Bishasha Bora Koshbokes, Adam Marisha, and Rakoshboku created the first man, Nutolay Vichzira, Alkoli Lonek, and Aden Zomaloi. He took him and he showed him all the trees in the Garden of Eden, and he said to him, Rey Maise, come and know Mishbokim. Look at my creations, how beautiful they are. Rey, um, Vchomashi Barasi Bishvilcho Barasi, everything that I've created for you, I've created. Pay attention that you don't destroy my world. So the person quotes from this Messiah and he said, You see, therefore, that a person in life has to be careful not to mess up. The goal in life is not to do, it's to make sure you don't break. The person in this world has to be cautious that he doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't have to do anything right. He has to be careful not to do anything wrong. How would you respond if you heard such a drosha? It's a hard way to live life. I like it. You like it. Gavin? Um, it's, uh, it doesn't seem like you're really purpose. You're just trying to avoid not doing. Avoid not doing. You end up, you end up in a zero. I mean, L- you end up the Lewis? You think about it while Eitan answers. I would say, how can you feel love without feeling despair? (coughs) Meaning, translating your cryptic words into a more um, accessible dictum? How can you know? How can you know what achievement is if you've never had the chance to fail? Absolutely. Interesting. 
Interesting. Um, Jeremiah? I agree with Gavin that even if you do perfect, then you're zero. If you do absolutely everything you're supposed to, then you've done... You've Although if nothing. your whole purpose is not to mess up, so even if you succeed enormously, you've really done nothing, you just haven't messed up. Yeah. Like, well, it's like Shabbos, if you just do all the laws. If you don't do malach on Shabbos... You, 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 okay, you kept... You kept Shabbos. You didn't break Shabbos. You didn't break Shabbos. But have you kept Shabbos? But Aaron's, Aaron's holding by this. Defend yourself, Aaron. I think everyone's assuming that, that you can keep to this, that you can actually manage to refrain and not do any damage. But I think that if you have a mindset to refrain and not do any damage, you're still going to have a fortune of encounters, but it's the right mindset to tackle things. You have to do it out of love. Like if you, were, if you, if you really, really want to avoid upsetting your parents because you love your parents, then you have to really... The, the, the basis for not messing up should be out of love. Yeah, but fe fear is much more powerful than that. Okay, um, fear comes out of Alex. Whenever, I, I, when, I, when I read that, I, I translated, I know you, they always use like trees as potential, like seeds and trees produce fruit. So I've always actually like translated that as, you know, Hashem took him around, I mean, it's my like personal, I, mean, I don't know if it's right, but he took him around and showed him the trees and you know, said, look at my creation as in, like, look at all the potential I've given you, you know, don't destroy it. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing where it's, you know, if you kill the tree, you can't get the fruit from it, but if you go with the tree, and I, if, if you look at everything as, like, don't do something incorrect, um, you're not using the potential, you're just, like, keeping the potential there. It's like, you know, I bought all the paintbrushes and everything, but... I'm not going to use them because I don't want the nice white looking new paintbrush to turn green, you know, after you get paint on it. 100%. In other words, if you, if you go further and you see the context, when the person who's giving the shares said he hurt this vote, he said it's borderline apicorsus. It's borderline heresy. Because, I understand what you're saying, Aaron, so, so I don't think it's against what you're saying, but his point was that it denies that the person has a purpose in this world, that you can actually do anything. One of our most fundamental beliefs is Bishvili Nivra the world was created for me, meaning that I have a purpose to perform. And that if I wouldn't be in this world, so the world would be desperately lacking something, and therefore my life makes a difference. One of the most anti-Jewish sentiments is that whether I'm alive or dead is of no meaning or bearing or relevance to anyone. One of the most fundamental Jewish principles is that I have to change the world. I have to change the world. So let's go back to what we were talking about previously, where how do we, how do we deal with this in the context of this, this global structure, where how can I change the world? I'm a pitiful person located in a, in a tiny little circle of influence, and how can, I, how can I change the course of history? So an interesting horror from last week's Pasha. Last week's Pasha, Moshe Rabbeinu, Pasha's Israel, he's dealing with the running of Klal Yisrael. And Yisrael comes to him and says, this isn't going to work. The workload, whatever it means, and you can discuss whether Yisrael was right or wrong, but the workload is too, too overburdening for you. You're going to have to split up and divide and conquer the tasks of running Klal Yisrael. So make it that there's going to be um, 6,000 Sarei Alofim people in charge of 1,000 people. Um, Sarei Mayos people in charge of a hundred, sorry, Hamishim people in charge of fifty, and sorry, uh, sorry, and people in charge of ten. So 
No, you can't. Yet. Yet. So, um, so you have these different people in charge of different bodies of Christ. Well, what's clear is that they different. There's, there's different ranks. There was Moshe Rabbeinu. He was in charge of six hundred thousand people. There are people in charge of one thousand people, and the people in charge of a hundred and the people in charge of 15 and people in charge of 10 so the person in charge of 10 clearly he didn't have the ability to be in charge of 50 or 100 or 1000 and that's why he was given the job of being charged with 10 people and not 50 and the person who is in charge of 1000 he could manage that and that's why he was given that job and not the job of taking care of 10 what if, so there, were pe- what if there were more people qualified for 50 like there were I don't really want to divide because I'm not 50 right now, but... So you're saying, theoretically speaking, they all could have been super qualified for a thousand, but you just had to divide it up and just give them roles because of the logistics of it all. Yeah, they could have all been qualified for a thousand, but some were less qualified for a thousand, but they still, like, nobody was only qualified for ten. It's just, they did, but there were people more qualified. Well, it's like, it's, it's like the military, you know, you know, people... Uh, a lot of people are qualified to be second lieutenants and, and lead 50 men. A lot of second lieutenant, a lot of a lot of second lieutenants aren't qualified to lead 50 men anymore than they're qualified to lead 10 men. So you're saying it's not it's not, it's not mukrach that that the people who are in charge of 10 could only be in charge of 10. They could maybe they could handle 50, but they just that's the way they divided up for logistic reasons. Or because there are people who are more qualified to lead a thousand, but like there's a certain minimum minimum qualification to lead a thousand. Right. They're, they're above that, but there are people who are way above. I that. have it, but seemingly there is a notion that certain people are more qualified than others. In other words, not everyone's got the same contribution to play. Certainly, no one else was Moshe Rabbeinu. So you see that that the roles that people have by nature of their construction, the the, the purpose that be given by the Rebbeinu Shalom, differs. Now the Ramchal says a fascinating thing about din about judgment. What do you think a person is judged on? Let's say either the end of his life or Rosh Hashanah, where do you think the, the, the essential judgment revolves around? Which point? Halacha. Seemingly one would have said, Halacha, were you Mekayim Halacha or not? Did you do good? Or did, you do, did you do the right things or wrong things? If we can pull out a Shulchan Aruch and make sure that everything I did, it's in Shulchan Aruch, then I'm okay. If we pull out a Shulchan Aruch and we say, oh, he has a bad point, he has a bad point, then I'm in trouble comes along the Ramchal and he doesn't say that at all. And he completely transforms our perception of what mitzvahs are and what we are in the role of mitzvahs. He says that the din is not on the performance of mitzvahs. The din is, and he gives a marshal. There's a king. I'm not going to describe his palace, nor the forest nearby. Those gigantic trees swaying gently in the winds. I'm not going to make a mention of the, the material that the and marvelous marble that the castle was made from and I'm not even going to hint to the fact that it shimmered in the sunlight with its uppermost spires being intersected by wispy clouds I'm just going to go straight onto the marshal and the marshal is as follows there's a king and the king's running this palace in the kingdom and he's got lots of people and they need to do lots of different work so when he wants to take an inventory of what's going on in his castle in his palace so and he wants to call in his servants to see if they deserve rehiring or not or let's not talk about a king let's talk about a CEO in a company 
and he wants to make sure that his company's working. He see he looks at he looks at his at his at his at his financial report, and he sees that there's something is going wrong. He doesn't know why, but the company somehow isn't doing as well as it used to be, be doing. So what he'll probably do is let's say it's small enough that he'll do it himself. He'll start to examine the workers. What question will he ask when he examines the workers to know if they should be fired or hired or rehired? The question is, did you do your job? Did you do your job? Now, if the guy did his job, so then he gets rehired. If he didn't do his job, so then he doesn't. So what happens if he calls in a worker and this guy is in charge of the accounts department and he says, um, you know, I see that you haven't produced anything for the last six months. So the person responds and he says, excuse me, I was here every single day on time. I didn't take a single day of sick leave. I wasn't insubordinate, insubordinate to any of my superiors. I kept all the rules of the company. There's a rule of the company to do, no? Says the king, granted you kept all the rules, you didn't do anything wrong, but you didn't do your job. And that's the most fundamental rule there is. Says the Ramchal, that the din, ultimately, isn't did you keep halacha or not. And why do you have to keep halacha? Those are the rules to be part of the company. The din is, did you do your job? Halacha is the framework. It's not the, it's not the purpose. It's what you have to keep. And then, once that's a given, then you have to do. Halacha is a facilitator that these are the ground rules. This is, the, this is to get you, get you on the right track. Now, once you've been given those ground rules, now you've got to produce. Not that once you've been given those ground rules, now you just keep the rules. The point is not to keep the rules. The point is to, within the framework of the rules, to produce and do your job. And if you don't do your job, so then you could have kept all the rules, but the rebellion is going to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to send you back. Because you didn't do, you didn't do what you're meant to do. In other words, we all, we all have a mission to perform, and that's why. If it would be, the, 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 the goal would be to keep halacha, so then all we have to do is create a generic mass of Jewish people. There has to be absolutely no difference between the bodies in Klal Yisrael. No one has to have different personalities or individuality, because halacha can be absorbed on a generic, on, a, on an equivalent basis to all. But, if each of us has got something specific to contribute to the revelation of the Rebbeinah's light in this world, so then it's crucial that we have different beings, because we'll have a unique aspect to share with the rest of the world that no one else can share. <coughs> and then the totality of Klal Yisrael can bring about the absolute revelation, and the minute there's one person lacking, there's a lacking in the revelation. In other words, I'd like to qualify what I said. Yes, the mitzvahs are the framework. But the truth is, my mission, my mission is also <coughs> expressed within the context of Torah and Mitzvahs. For example, for example, it's not a pshat that I have to be a Shemer Mitzvah and then I have to go and find uh, a cure for AIDS. And my purpose was to find a cure for AIDS. As if the Torah Mitzvahs is the framework and then, like I initially discussed it, I want to modify it slightly. By advancing this muscle a little bit. So it's not as if that there's this design. The person has to be within the framework and then he has to do something else. And by that he has to do the mitzvahs. So where is the m- room for individuality in the mitzvahs? Answer. If the person sees like this, I'm a shame in mitzvahs, yeah, 
and I keep kashas and Shabbos, I do three times a day, I learned that Yomi, and I'm a doctor, and I'm searching for a cure for AIDS, and that's going to be my purpose. That's not good. That's not good, because then that purpose that you've defined is external to mitzvahs. It has to be internal to mitzvahs, but it's not the mitzvahs. What is it? For example, there's a mitzvah called Now, imagine if a person is suffering from a debilitating disease, and you're able to find a way of saving him from the ravages of that disease. Is there any greater Vahaftarach than that? So one second, so meaning as follows, if my intention is, I would like to express through my own unique abilities the mitzvah of a haftarach in the pursuit of a cure of some type of in, until now incurable disease. And I'm going to put all my energies into that. And I'm going to put all my mental efforts into that. And based on my natural talents, that's where I'm going to excel the most. So that means you weren't looking for a cure for AIDS. You were looking to be Micaiah mitzvah haftarach in a way that no one could have done it like you. Wait, the mitzvah is on you or on the people that you cure? Like, or you're helping the people you cure? Which the mitzvah is that you, there's a mitzvah after that you want to do good for others. Because of your love, <laughs> you want to give them the ultimate. Now, the truth is, two different people can give two very different things to the world, or to themselves, to, to, other, to others. For one person, because of his natural talents, what he should give to them, he'd excel in Zvavta by becoming a comedian. And he'll do it through becoming a doctor, and he'll do it by becoming a furniture maker. There's no difference. In other words, it doesn't matter how you express it. Because the mitzvahs have got many, there's a spectrum of how you express yourself in the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs aren't very, very closed. There's a, there's a whole range of expression within every mitzvah. And it's not only the absolute It could be a mitzvah of Yeres Hashem. It could be a mitzvah of Tefillin. It could be a mitzvah of Kovach Shabbos. A person could be Mechabit Shabbos in a way that, for example, the way a person becomes a tailor, but his entire life is, exper- is experienced just Kovach Shabbos, because he, he wants to sew the ultimate garment, which will be the ultimate expression of the honor that he can give Shabbos. So he's spending his entire days and nights exploring different designs and fabrics and stitches. It's all one big mitzvah of Kovach Shabbos. Are you following me, Rabbi Isa? I'm giving extreme examples, but I want to put the point across that as follows. A person in the world, on a global sense, we are small, but that doesn't mean that we're not big. That our smallness means in the global sense, if we measure ourselves against the quantity of the people in the world, or have been, or are there, so then we seem exceptionally small. But if we try to evaluate the quality of our contribution, so in the context and the talents we've been given, it's crucial to the maintenance of the whole. And this one small cog missing from the machine, the entire machine will not work. Now, what kind of function do you play in the grand machine of Klal Yisrael? That is dependent on your natural set of talents. Each person with their natural abilities will be able to achieve and express and bring into the world something different in the context of what the Ratzon Hashem is. And each person... Yes, Gavin. Um, uh, um, is there any, is there any um, uh, validity in saying that like, uh, 
that like doing mitzvahs or, or whatever there you you can to some extent have some kind of uh, I don't want to say guy but something at least similar to say like you know saying like putting on tefillin like uh, you know today I, I have to put on tefillin because I there's no one else who can fulfill tefillin like I, I, I put like I'm putting on tefillin so that's my contribution to so it's not a guy but a guy is when a person limits himself when a person is purpose focused so then your sense of happiness and expression is derived from the fact that you're performing a vital contribution when you bring out something valuable into the world so the experience of bringing something valuable into the world is a creative experience it's very fulfilling when a person's creative you're bringing something that wasn't there and couldn't have been without your participation in it so when you put on the feeling you bring something to the world that wasn't there you bring in a level of emuna bring in a level of the Rebbe Olam's presence through your putting on feeling, you're acknowledging that there's a creator, you're acknowledging that there's a Yetzirah Mitzrayim, acknowledging that every single thing in this creation can be suspended in a split second with the creator one to want and the only reason it's not is because he wills it to be keep on going this way according to a certain set of cause and effect but that could be swapped in one millisecond so your, your performance of feeling is something which is and today is different from yesterday which will be different from tomorrow so you create something, you create something, you bring something into the world that wasn't there before. So that's enormously satisfying. Okay, so can you have like the, the zeal of, you know, I have to go on the phone because... Otherwise the world will be lacking. Right. person should be possessed by that. person should be not only on feeling everything in life. I have to make sure that I don't lose myself. In the Chovetz Talmudim, there's a very stirring introduction which may be appropriate to read one second so that's what he says in, in, in the beginning of Chayos if you don't understand this listen what Nishaya says the vineyard of Hashem is the house of Israel issued in Natasha Ashuav and the the issue of the Jewish man is one of the saplings. Hashem derives pleasure, benefit, enjoys the year that falls walks cotton a new young man or a small tree in this incredible vineyard. When we speak to you, we don't know who we're speaking with. In other words, we're not sure who the, the person that we're addressing is. And you have no idea how far you can go and turn Avodah. In Tzadik Vagoin, could be you'll become a Tzadik and a Goyen, a genius. That your name will go from one side of the world to the other. You may be a wealthy man that serves Hashem in turn. You could excel in Chesed. You'll be a glory to Kali Israel. And every Jewish parent will say about you, because Hashem should make my children like him. We've heard about many Gedoli Israel. That when they were small, one couldn't pick them out as being different to their friends. And when they when they gave over themselves to they became great and they remained at the head of Kali Israel forever 
In the shadow of the Torah, we will shelter. And until Mashiach comes, we will be walking in their light. We don't mean that all people are the same. Right now, when you're in the beginning stages of your Judaism, it's impossible to tell where you'll get to. There are people who their latent potential is hidden and you have no idea what's inside of them. And then they become great. No one can believe it. All of a sudden they see this great person that came from nowhere. And the opposite, the opposite is also true. Come and neshamayis gedolayis. How many great neshamayis? Shehayu ruuyos lahiyos ani Yisrael that they were there and they could have lit up the eyes of all of Klal Yisrael. Nevdu became lost. Al shadeishis rashliu ba'avodosam benurayim because they didn't try to bring their potential into fruition when they were young. V'gamata ben Yakim, my dear son. If you let your latent potential just die down and remain hidden and unexplored, perhaps you didn't destroy, you didn't destroy a normal person, a balabas, an average man. You could have destroyed a tzaddik. And you didn't only hurt yourself, You've destroyed Klal Yisrael, you've destroyed HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kiv And the Shechina moans and mourns and says, Sif tu shomayim umalachecheim Speak out in eulogy, the heavens and the malachim. Afa'aretz umeloya li ma yivkoyun Even the earth will cry bitterly. Olam li borasi, I created a world. Velishka im besoicha kavisi, and to dwell in it I hoped. Gedol Yisrael avad atzadikim eshkinasi boyim shich v'zgadu shmi besoich yaklishu, and the tzadikim the gedolim may bring my name into this world. Es dvari lekulam yashmila vaydasi es kulam yisagli bishabdu, and they bring people to my avoda. He nei boy elam as there came this man, v'tzadik v'gadol, asher alavi chikisi mimeni ibed, and I waited for the tzadik v'gadol to reveal himself. And he's lost. The Eved. It's Kvodi Yaktish Vishka Mitibita. And Eved that could have brought my covet into the world is gone. Regal Miraglek is a Kvodi Ashebar's Nigda. A leg of my throne has been chopped off. The Chedek Shinosi Minoilami Nigrash. And a part of my Shinosi from the world has been chased out. Narebuchu Yisrael. Oil Godel Hutal Tsavarechim. There's a yoke, there's a responsibility upon your shoulders. Much greater than you think. You have to be the people that's, that create the future of Klal Yisrael. You have to bring out the great, the greatness of yourself and therefore the greatest of Klal Yisrael. To bring the 
revelation of a course bochum and the coming of Mashiach is in your hands. Aim tier two chas v'shalem neiraka begalus. You want us to rot in galus? Ain roye loy navi v'chayze. Oya im gam yishar by neichem she be'oidei be'oidei begalus chas v'shalem oidei sinered v'shalem nipol. You want us to go deep and deep into this pit? Ubochem dor abor gam going gam tzadik oimid befeiz the galus kedushas the kain chas v'shalem no yimotem. There'll be no one to lead us. I'll call Elis apek Hashem. Maybe rely on the people around you. The gedolim will come from other people. I'll take it easy. Then that's going to be this attitude which will cause everything to be destroyed. It's incumbent upon you to reveal your own greatness of Neshama. Until you become a pillar that the entire Yisrael can lean on. There's not a single person here that can exempt himself from that responsibility. And that's true as much as for who is speaking to us. Each one in their own way. Yeah, well,